I'm going to run through everybody on uh, what to expect from this podcast. Oh, okay. Cool. Hey, uh, everybody, just so you know. Sorry, that was root beer. <laughs> there will be spoilers and explicit language uh, ahead. So um, here's, here's your warning, and here's an example of uh, what I'm talking about. Just roll the tape. Oh, right. Okay. Here it is. Now, stay with me here. Okay. He froze some semen. Maybe he's a pinball wizard. What? Popsicle stick. Or what? Something. You, Michael. What? You heartless. Wow. What an awesome, amazing show we have planned for you guys. Uh, I hope you enjoy. Or, yeah. or not listen, depending on... <laughs> No, we want them to enjoy the show, Michael, much like I enjoy these sunships. We do, but if you know you're not going to enjoy it because of uh, the, the... The amount of crunching that's explicit happening? Explicit content that will be on display. Not the just crunching? get out now. Also, yeah, if you're annoyed by Brian's snacking. It's so... Ugh. <laughs> Okay, one on more with the show. One more, one more. Okay, one more chip. Well, I have one more. You don't have to listen to it, though. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, let's do the music then. Here it is. Hello, welcome to the Mostly Movies podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about TV shows, video games, and how creepy Danny Trejo can be sometimes. That's two for two that you've managed to do something <laughs> actually related to the movie. But mostly I, movies. And the my name is Michael. You cut me off. <laughs> my name's Brian. And tonight's movie is Con Air. And Con Air is a 1997 American action crime film directed by Simon West. And produced by Jerry Bruckheimer, the film stars Nicolas Cage, John Cusack, and John Malkovich with Steve Buscemi and Cole Meany and Danny Trejo and J Dave Chappelle and Ving Rhames and a whole bunch of other people in supporting roles. Hooray. But before we get into that, let's oh. talk about some of the other things that we've done in the past couple of weeks in the world of TV shows, video games, and movies. Yes, I suppose we should do that. What have you been doing? Uh, well, let's see. I think the last episode I mentioned I was playing a lot of No Man's Sky. Yes, you did. I am not doing that anymore. It got, Good. It got boring. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get back to it eventually, though. I guess. I don't know. Been in a bit of a gaming rut lately. But I did go and uh, start some Netflix shows again because I figured I probably should. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, let's see. There's a, there's a show on there by the same people as Futurama. Uh, it's called Disenchantment. Oh yeah, season two just got released. Yeah, and I've—I mean, I wasn't a real big fan of the first season, but you know, they're right at the very end of the first season, they actually had some story plot going on, <laughs> and I figured I actually wanted to see where that went. It didn't go anywhere. No, <laughs> it was kind of disappointing. Not as good as the first season, or I would say this season's actually better than the first season because I was paying more attention. But at the same time, I was hoping for more story. They didn't really do that. I have that much. on my list, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. I would say if you've got other things, put this lower on the list. It's not bad, but it's also 
meh. It's not the best. Go watch Futurama. If you're going to watch something <laughs> that's by these people, go watch Futurama. I got quite a few good laughs from the first season of that, actually. I liked uh, um, Eric Andre's character. He's the little devil guy. Oh, Lucy? Yeah. <laughs> He's probably the best part of the show, I think. He is the best part of that show. But I have mostly just been watching The Good Place. Ah, yes. That was my second one that I was binge-watching, trying to catch up. Yes. I, uh, I said that I was going to start watching season four by the time this next episode came around, but uh, I'm still in season three. I'm about halfway through season three, and uh, it's still very good. I like a lot of the philosophical stuff that they will bring up in episodes. Yeah, me too, which is weird, because <laughs> normally I'm not a big fan when they like stop everything and basically give you a moral lesson or whatnot, but somehow mm -hmm. they pull it off on this show, and I don't really know what it is that's that's okay versus when another's try to do it i don't know it's weird but i like it it's cool mm -hmm. i recommend it i recommend it too okay let's uh let's move on okay talk about splinter cell ghost what is it ghost recon no ghost What's the movie that we're doing well it's not splinter cell <laughs> <laughs> that's right it's con air that's what we were gonna be talking about so i'll just jump in were you trying to work in a joke or did you legit forget i uh, for some reason that was the only thing that was popping into my head so i just said it uh perfect now you're learning how to do podcasting this film had a 75 million dollar budget you know oh that's right yes did you so know that all the hold on i have my list how much money do you think it made from that 75 million dollar budget okay well i mean no looking I can't look. I'm looking at my oh, list of oh, the order gotcha. of which things go in, and you missed the oh. plot summary, but I guess we can skip that for well, now. Well, guess first, and then I'll give the plot summary. Okay, so wait, wait. It, what was the budget again? $75 million. $75 million. Okay. Uh, this, this, I don't know, this seems like something people would go see just based on the cover. 100 mil. I don't know. Mm. Uh, well, you lowballed it a little bit because it made... A total gross of $224 million. Oh, cool. And it was considered a big success. Neat. So, I'll okay. admit, I still don't quite understand the gravity of all these numbers that you tell me. Well, it kind of varies depending on when the movie comes out, too. Like, a movie like this today would probably have $150 million budget. Yeah. Okay, now can we do the plot synopsis? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, so Nicolas Cage, he works for the army, or he did, and then he comes back and he ends up going to prison for a crime that he he committed. He, yeah, de he, he definitely, yeah, he definitely did committed it. it. Uh, <laughs> but he grows out a mullet while he's in prison and he gets super, super jacked. And then on the day that he's supposed to go back home to see his wife and daughter, his plane gets taken over by the criminals and scum of the earth who just want to escape to Mexico and do hookers and cocaine. <laughs> and a lot of action ensues. You know what? Yes, I guess I'll accept that as a plot summary. <laughs> okay. How about critic and audience reviews? Oh, critics yes. first. Okay, well, the film holds a 55% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes, with an average rating of 5.67 out of 10, based on 65 reviews. The consensus reads, 
Conair won't win any awards for believability, and all involved seem cheerfully aware of it, making some of this blockbuster action outing's biggest flaws fairly easy to forgive. Hmm. An interesting review. So basically, it's not a great movie, no. but it's fun. It's fun to watch. And you can tell everybody making it was having fun making it. Uh, sure. Uh, Audience um, reviews. Yes. That? Audiences polled by CinemaScore gave the film an average grade of B+. Plus on an A to F scale. Now remind me, with cinema score, that's low, right? That's fairly decent, I would say. It's not terrible. Okay. There have been movies that have gotten F ratings. I was actually just reading an article. Apparently there's only like 18 movies in the history of cinema score that received an, eight, an F rating. And a lot of those movies were like critical darlings. Once that the critics, yeah, once that the critics really loved. Oh. But audiences unanimously were like, shit. <laughs> Total garbage. One of them uh, was actually Mother, starring Jennifer Lawrence. I do vaguely remember that one that, happening. That whole movie is, I haven't seen it, but it's all a freaking metaphor for like man and destruction and earth, Mother Earth. Like the mother is a representation of of mother earth okay and so it's all yeah, a metaphor I, I i could see where that where critics yeah. and audience so might critics were like be split on hell there. yeah we love this and audiences were like what the fuck is going on um <laughs> okay so uh one more fact for you before we get into the plot okay you were asking when this movie was released on blu-ray because we were watching my oh, personal yeah because all the blu-ray like all the old trailers and stuff it was released on january 8th 2008 Oh, okay. Which would be the copy that I have, even though I think I got it from like a thrift shop somewhere. I'm gonna ask later when this movie actually originally came out. So hold I already that. said it. <laughs> I know, and I forgot. So hold on to that for now. Anyway, um, before we get into too much more, we do have to go through our history with the movie, which is ah. basically you've seen this, I haven't. Yes, that's correct. I've seen it a couple times before, actually. I think it On was purpose, when I was, or was this shown to you? I searched it out because for what reason? Yeah, Nicolas Cage. Okay, I all was right, on all my right. you know what Nicolas Cage watch list. Oh wait, was this one of your ones with Matt, where you just sat and watched Nicolas Cage movies for a while? Oh, that was not part of our our ultimate Nicolas Cage movie <laughs> marathon, but uh, it was when I was like super into just seeing any movie that Nicolas Cage was in. <laughs> It was probably around the same time that I watched Vampire's Kiss for the first time, too. Oh, And oh it dear. changed my life. <laughs> for better or for worse. But maybe we'll get into that some other time. Okay. If we do that movie. Uh, well, then, let's get into... Let's see. I'm, I'm keep looking over at my list here of the order of events that this is supposed to go in. Uh, actor's performance is the next thing. Okay. So... Uh... Yeah, there's a lot of actors in this movie. There are, so we'll try to be quick. Okay. But starting with Or should we be quick? Cuz the titular character. Well, yes, but hold, hold on a sec cuz you were before we started recording, you were mentioning the plot is not going to take long to go through. No. So maybe we should spend a little more extra time on the actors cuz maybe that's sure. where this is at. I don't know. Hard to tell. We'll start with the titular character Con Air, the airplane. How do you think he did? <laughs> well done, sir. You've subverted my expectations. 
I thought it was a pretty decent performance by the airplane in this movie. That scene where it was like flying and there was smoke coming out of it, I really believed that that was an actual airplane that was... I'm willing to bet it was. ...going down. And all those bullet holes that went through. Yeah, they probably legit destroyed a train. Or train. (laughs) Yeah, a flying train. (laughs) Uh, Moving on, though, we won't spend too much time on on the plane because... The actual heart and soul of this movie is the one and only uh-huh. Nicolas Cage. Yes, it is. With a mullet. And a southern accent. Is that a southern accent? <laughs> I don't know what that is, but is it a southern accent? See, I was going to bring that up, too, because, yeah, and it kind of comes and goes throughout the movie, too. It's, sometimes it's like a heavier accent than others. It only and... seems to show up when he's getting louder. Mm-hmm. or has to really give any kind of real expression when he's very sometimes he's very droll and he's just like put the bunny back in the box how was that did it sound like nicholas cage that sounded like nicholas cage if he was about to pass out well one could argue that he was about to pass out throughout this whole movie <laughs> i don't know about that how do, how do you think he rocked that uh that wife beater <laughs> I honestly wasn't paying attention to anything below the neck. <laughs> he he was built in this movie. I'll just say it. I looked at those those arms and I was like, I wish I had those arms. But he has a really weird shaped face. <laughs> like you would see any other person in like that looks like that and you'd be like, that's a like a built good-looking dude. But then <laughs> You, like, go above the neck, and it's Nicolas Cage's face with the mullet, right, and now, you're hold, like, what? Hold on, fuck? hold on, because <laughs> anyone, you could see anyone like that? Because yeah. what if we put Steve Buscemi's face on there? I'm trying to imagine a stacked <laughs> Steve Buscemi, and I just, I can't really picture that. I'm Maybe he is. I don't think I've ever seen him with his shirt off. Okay, how about honestly. one slightly more believable? How about... Uh, John Malkovich. John Malkovich. That's about what I was going to say, yeah. John Malkovich. Ev- I mean, everybody wants to be John Malkovich. I don't know about everybody. Everybody. But there certainly was Including John Malkovich. <laughs> yes, I'm sure he wants to stay <laughs> as John Malkovich. Okay, speaking of John Malkovich, how do you think he did? Oh, well, uh, first of all, Nicolas Cage. Um, crazy. Oh, that's just what I'm going to rate him. Uh, he didn't have a whole lot of, of, he wasn't his normal moments, crazy though. Nicolas Cage self, but he was definitely a little bit off the wall. He, he brought a caginess to the, to the role that I think was needed in this movie. I do find it fun that that is an actual like description <laughs> that you that can make sense. Yeah. People understand that. Okay. Let's so, move on. Yeah. Sorry. Moving John on. John Malkovich. John Malkovich. Malkovich? Uh, yes. Malkovich. Yeah. I'll never look at this guy the same again. But Was this performance better or worse than the previous movie? Ooh, I would not say better. I would not even say on par, but I definitely did enjoy this performance. I did I, too. I believed him. I think he was, he was the highlight of this movie. Oh, yes. And that's saying something because Nicolas Cage. But <laughs> he had a lot of the best lines in he the movie. He did have a lot of good lines. He, yes. Nicolas Cage had a lot of great one-liners, too, and we'll get into that. I don't know about great, but he later certainly on had plenty of one-liners. We talk about the plot, because the plot of this movie is guns and one-liners. I suppose basically. that's true. 
Okay, uh, Steve Buscemi, got anything to say about him? Meh. He wasn't in it that much, honestly. I don't understand really his purpose for being in this movie. I am always confused by his character because when he's introduced, he's made out to be this notorious monster who well, everybody hold on, hold should on. be scared that, of. That belongs in plot. The character is not necessarily what we're looking at right now. The actor, Steve yeah. Buscemi. Oh, he did a great job. He's Steve Buscemi. Okay, <laughs> so there you go. Moving on. We'll, um, we'll get to it, man. His line, his line delivery was great. Yes. Uh, Ving Rhames. Which one was he? He was a diamond dog. Which one was he? Marcellus Wallace from Pulp Fiction. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> Got it. How do you think he did? Uh, fine. Serviceable. He I, was good. Yeah, whatever. He, he did his part. How about Danny Trejo? Also fine. Serviceable. Johnny, Johnny 23. I, I, I kinda Incredibly just... creepy. Eh, fine. Sure. His whole, his whole thing in this movie was just that he wanted to rape that woman. So I guess so. Uh, okay. How about John Cusack? He was the Fed agent, right? Yes. Okay. Larkin. Larkin. That's it. Uh, yeah. Good. You believed that he was just like he was a good man. <laughs> I don't know about good man, but he he was definitely trying to do the right thing. <laughs> that's the. I mean, that's what makes a good man, right? You know what? Yes, as I said it. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Let's. Just jump into uh oh, wait Dave Chappelle he was funny oh um 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 popsicle stick what <laughs> that wasn't his name what was his name firecracker uh, no uh shoot what was it it did start with a p hold on I have it written down uh pinball Parker pinball. yeah why pinball do they explain that maybe he's a pinball wizard what what does that mean you know, the deaf dumb and blind kid sure plays a mean pinball what. From the Who song? What? Pinball Wizard? What? Never mind. Okay. Okay, let's talk about how the movie opens. Yes, opening scene. What is opening scene? Uh, it's just a bunch of footage of Army Rangers, and there's a monologue that talks about how great Army Rangers is, and then oh, you see yeah, that's right. that Nicolas Cage is, in fact, an Army Ranger, and he's, he's coming home to see his woman. Yeah, he, that... I don't know what the deal was with that footage and then suddenly Nick Cage, but it felt like it was two different movies all of a sudden. It felt very Jerry Bruckheimer to me, the the army footage with the credits going over it. And one of the credits obviously said, produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. And I was like, that's it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he shows up at a bar because he, he's back. He's back with his woman and they're at a bar, right? Yes, I guess the woman is the bartender. She is? I don't think she is. Uh, well, she says he's a regular, the the other guy, the drunk guy that tries to hit on her later. I don't know. He, she she seems to work there, at least. You might be right about that. Um, that was the vibe uh, I got. Anyways, moving on. He shows up, he starts kissing his wife. Some drunkard comes up, tries to hit on her while she's kissing his her husband. <laughs> I got all this mixed up. Point is, dr drunken people are are dumb. And right off the bat, you said that this movie was very, very 90s. Oh, right? yes. It felt extremely 90s. With the, how do I live without you? I can't. Playing I'm, in the background I, by Liam yeah, Rimes. Yeah, I can't let you continue that song, Michael, because we might get copy strikes. such a good song. I know, but we'll get copy strike. Okay, so uh, he gets into a fight outside of the bar 
getting a little bit of a scuffle and then Nicolas Cage does this palm fist thing where he like shoves this dude's nose bone right into his brain and kills him kills that son of a gun kablam yeah and then he goes to prison because he is trained he's like a trained person I mean, he's an army ranger yeah then his the, like the law applies to him differently than everybody else so he cuz his body is a deadly weapon and so he has to go to prison for 8 years and then we get the title card and it goes con air and there's like fire in the background right yeah very very it 90s it was like metal it was like a metal <laughs> title card with fire in the background and that was perfect perfect opening so far right uh were you in it no <laughs> i wasn't <laughs> okay so then yeah, move on sorry i don't have we get a monologue from Nicolas cage as the years pass oh yes where he's writing the letters back and forth to his daughter that got born while he was in jail mm-hmm. and he's just growing out his mullet and just getting jacked actually may i back up for just a moment i suppose so he arrives to meet his wife right he immediately talks to her like she's pregnant yeah already Mm -hmm. you have a problem with that yes why because how did she get pregnant if he wasn't there uh supposedly with his daughter no it's you don't know how long he was gone for well she wasn't nine months pregnant i know that much no well so maybe he was just gone for a couple months my my point mm. is they fucked before he left and then he came back. <laughs> Are you sure? Either that. Now, stay with me here. Okay. He froze some semen. <laughs> I don't know if that technology then, was there yet. And then she yet. got artificially inseminated while he was overseas. That's it. I'm going to stick with that. <laughs> I have a different theory. Okay. He wasn't uh, coming back from the war that night. But I, he was coming back from was, the war. Sure, Michael. I'm sorry. You should be. That was bottom of the barrel. Just forced humor there. I am ashamed. All right, go ahead. My point is, I I think maybe he wasn't necessarily gone. Oh, my God. (laughs) I won't do it again. You will, and I'm going to say something very rude at you. Coming. Fuck you, Michael. (laughs) (gasps) <gasps> see sorry look, look, okay there we go i predicted the future okay anyways he wasn't necessarily coming back from the war he maybe just was on assignment somewhere else briefly and wasn't necessarily away away i don't know maybe maybe he came back to visit or maybe something. maybe he was just getting back from like training camp or whatever because the opening it was like you guys are soldiers, and you're gonna do soldiers' duty, and you're you're all soldiers now. And they were like, "Yes, maybe." I don't know. That other drunkard guy made him sound like he retreated or something, or left. I don't no, know. No, he said it's it's. I think he said something to the uh, the nature of, "It's pussies like you that are the reason that we lost in Vietnam." Yeah, which I don't know what that was supposed to imply. He's just saying that he's just calling him a pussy, even though he's a soldier because, you know. Anyway, okay, my point is it's all very confusing. The setup, I didn't understand. It it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Moving on, sorry, I derailed this so much. So he's he's in in prison, prison getting just built, just getting super chiseled abs, big old biceps. And he's making friends. He's doing like... 
inverted push-ups like he's standing on his hands i don't think that was him that looked very much like a stunt actor (laughs) i don't know he's pretty jacked uh and he's just growing out his mullet and he's just talking about how much he misses his wife and his daughter and he's writing notes and just in a couple minutes then he's he's just about done with prison and he's like oh it's not going to be too much longer and then his final note i had to write down verbatim because i think it's beautiful it's just so so poetic okay it says dear hummingbird break out the fine china chill the lemonade tie yellow ribbon round the old oak tree because this boy is coming home to his ladies coming home forever how's that well done i guess (laughs) i do appreciate the attempt at the whatever (laughs) accent that he had I still am so confused about that accent. It doesn't make sense to me at all. What was it? What was he trying to emulate? Uh, He was trying to be a down-home country boy. That's not what that sounds like. (laughs) I'm I'm fairly certain, anyway. And a lot of the slang that he uses is amazing. And I've got some choice one-liners. Oh, good, because I did not recognize a single one of it. Okay, so about 14 minutes in, this is when the titular caught in air airplane enters the movie so it didn't take too long actually in that time we got introduced to nicholas cage and his wife he gets in the fight goes to prison for eight years gets out of prison and is on his way home in 14 minutes yeah pretty pretty speedy i guess that's what i call some freaking like what's it called when you're like really fast yeah sure <laughs> economical economical efficient that's yeah efficient okay that's the word all right thank you glad i could help anyway uh we get introductions to all these freaks and creeps every freak and creep in the universe yeah where they're like telling you all the different uh profiles of all the characters they're putting onto this plane Mm -hmm. do you remember what any of them are in for Mm, one of them's a rapist danny trejo yeah Yeah. johnny Uh, 23 yeah, then there's the, uh, shoot, something, the virus. Cyrus. Cyrus the virus. Yeah. I don't remember why they called him that other than he killed a lot of people. He, he likes to say that he killed more people than cancer. But he definitely didn't. <laughs> he was like, I mean, what, maybe? Cancer I, I, killed a lot of people. Sure, but how many people did they say he killed? I think it was only in the 20s. That's cancer's killed people. more people than 20 cancer's definitely killed a lot of people it's yeah, serious at least quadruple digits it's a serious thing <laughs> <laughs> okay for uh, those yeah. of you who couldn't see this listeners the moment he said this is a serious thing he immediately broke out into laughter <laughs> and had to hide himself from the microphone no no i didn't uh ving rames was diamond dog and he's like like a, like a. he doesn't like white people <laughs> right oh a racist yeah that's that's the word that i was looking for <laughs> having and, trouble uh, with your words today and then dave Chappelle, who was just basically there for comedic relief I think. and they killed him off pretty quick he sets that guy on fire very briefly yeah which was pretty funny i laughed at it anyway he's the one that lets everybody out and then the criminals they take over the plane and they're like they're like this is our plane now and john malkovich says welcome to con air and then a single tear rolls down Nicolas Cage's face. <laughs> now, I missed this, but you, you pointed out the look that he gives at least two other times in this movie. It was just like a, 
I don't know what it was. It was it was a pretty placid look on his face, honestly. Like, but he oh. was just kind of like shaking his head and a single tear just rolls down his face and it was hilarious. <laughs> all, so yeah, all. a lot of um, action happens. A lot of action happens. I, I'll, I'll admit, it, it took me a little while to actually realize that why he was calling it Con Air. Because I didn't get it. <laughs> it's because it's an airplane full of convicts. Yeah, I mean, I get it now, but it was like maybe 40 minutes into the movie and i was like oh i'm an idiot (laughs) Uh, yeah honestly i don't have a lot written down until they get to carson city okay well we won't go through the whole movie then just some choice scenes the first scene i would like to talk about though okay was actually back when he's writing the letters back and forth or no no sorry it's immediately after that the moment where he's basically talking to his new buddy in prison yeah Bobby Yo or something? What was his name? Uh, I don't have it written down, actually. Bobby O? It was uh, something O. Nope, I don't have it written down. Anyway, he, his new his new friend that he made friends with because he gave him the uh, the snowballs takes. Mike Baby O Odell? Baby O? Was that it? Yeah, maybe. Anyway, uh, yeah. he's talking to him about how he's going to go home. And then he, up to this point, Nicolas Cage has not very... There's not been a whole lot of Nicolas Cagey. And then very, very, very briefly, he has a just like a sudden outburst of Nicolas Cage. When they're just like super happy and excited to be going home? Yeah, but it, I don't know. It, maybe it was shot weird because it was just, you know, a normal movie. And then just very suddenly like, I'm going home, buddy. <laughs> and then it's right back to normal. Like, it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what, what? Why? There's no, like, gradual incline or decline in Nicolas Cage. He's either just, like, deadpan or he's way over the top. Yeah. That's I what get. you want from a Nick Cage performance. <laughs> I guess. So, so anyway, uh, the prisoners, they've taken over, and they need to make a stop in Carson City to do a prisoner exchange. They're dropping some guys off. They're picking some guys up. Oh, yes, because at this point we're starting to figure out in the movie that this has all been a very elaborate scheme that they somehow got outside help with. Cooked up by Cyrus. I just want to bring up real quick that that scene where the guards go into Cyrus's cell and he just starts picking away at the wall. He's yeah. like, oh, look, it's like, it's soft. And he's just like pulling at it. That's like... It was, like, oddly satisfying to me. What? Okay. You know what? No further questions. <laughs> it was just weird. Like, it looked like you wanted to just get in there and dig into it. Well, I, I mean, out of curiosity, I'll maybe? just leave it at that. Okay, sure. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a big plan, and they all want to go bang some hookers and do some cocaine. Yeah. As I... previously stated earlier in the show. Yeah. That goes off pretty well. There's a little bit of tension. They're like, are they going to get caught? Because Nicolas Cage is like trying to work in a way to let everybody know that the prisoners have taken over without letting the prisoners know that he is not a criminal. Well, he is. Technically, he's a criminal. He's just not on their side. But he's like a down-home southern boy. He's an army ranger is what he is. Yeah, he's a nice... He's a good guy, and he wants to to help the cops. Well, he wants to get his buddy off the plane because he needs his Mm, insulin, and they smashed up all the insulin. For some reason, I always forget about that subplot (laughs) 
<laughs> it's the whole reason he's on the plane. I know, yeah, but like... Or stays on the plane, I guess, because he, he yeah. has that chance to get off, right? Mm-hmm. But then he, he finds out his buddy will die, essentially, if he does. And so he sticks around to help him. Yeah. That's true. So anyway, they that goes off pretty well. They pick up some guys. They take off again, and their plan is to stop at this airfield in... Uh, it's called the Lerner Airfield, where they plan on switching planes to this jet and then taking off to Mexico. And then that that's where they'll live. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> so I'd say this movie's some of their some of the best parts of this movie take place on the Lerner Airfield. I well, they do you. spend a good chunk of time there, I suppose. After they uh they they land, there's a lot of guns, lots of explosions, some roundhouse kicks, <laughs> and a lot of one-liners. You know what this movie kind of reminded me of? Is some sort of weird mix between like an episode of MacGyver without as much MacGyvering, I guess. Is it because of the mullet? Is that why you're saying that? It's a little bit of because of the mullet. <laughs> and also, like, a little bit of live free or die hard. Yeah, it, I mean, there's a good healthy dose of diehardness. Wait, wait, okay, this this was the reason I wanted to ask when this movie came out later. When did this movie come out versus when did Die Hard come out? Die Hard came out in 1988, okay. and this movie, Con Air, came out in 1997. Okay, so possibly a ripoff. Like nine years after. Well, not a I ripoff. I wouldn't say it's a ripoff. I would say inspired. it... Uh, same genre, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. This one what... is more campy than Die Hard for sure. Yeah, but I mean, it's got the the gunfire and the wife beaters. Because did in it, Die Hard almost was its own genre after it came out, right? Or had that mm-hmm. existed before? Because I mean, it's an action movie. Action movies have been around for a long time, right? But, but... like that, uh, that situation where you you know it's like a single building. You know, you got one guy versus everybody. It's all tense. They got hostages, etc. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain that as a genre, but uh, I feel perfection? like perfection. I would say that's how I would describe Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, never mind. <laughs> Moving on. Die Hard is pretty much the perfect action movie, in my personal opinion. Okay, uh, just tell me your favorite scene from this movie. Um, well, my favorite scene is any time that Nicolas Cage says a one-liner. That's my favorite part. That's a lot. Yeah. Are you, are you sure you want to stick with that answer? Yes. Okay, pick and your I, favorite one-liner then. Oh, okay. I have one. Okay. Well, that was fast. <laughs> yes. Well, I have a bunch written down here, but the one that that sticks with me and is kind of like the thing I think of mm-hmm. when I think of this movie is when he says there's everybody shooting everybody and there's cars exploding left and right and Nicolas Cage is he's like laying under this car and he's like well, it's not exactly my ties and Yahtzee out here. Oh, you're done. Okay, um, I thought there was more. <laughs> okay, how about this one? There's only two men I trust. One of them's me. The other's not you. I mean, that's a good line. Yeah. But who's the second guy? It doesn't matter, because it's not him. <laughs> oh, okay, you know what? That's a good point. And then I love how they bring that back around at the end. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that at the end. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Well, the one that you kept quoting at me, the, the bunny in the box one. Yeah. Put the bunny back in the box. I I don't know. 
I don't know. Maybe I wasn't in the right frame of mind to watch a Nick this Cage movie. This is not your today. kind of movie. No, I suppose it's not. I, there's, I think there's very few movies that are your kind of movie. <laughs> I'm starting to learn doing this podcast. I'm not a you. movie guy, man. Um, which is weird because I'm doing okay. a podcast on movies. I want to do one more though, because okay. Larkin, one John more, Cusack, one liner or one more scene. One more one liner. Okay. Yes. John Cusack asks him what he's gonna do, and he says. What do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to save the fucking day. (laughs) And then he walks off like a badass. Oh, no, I got one more. One more. Yep. So Johnny Mm -hmm. 23, he's thinking that he's finally going to rape this this female security guard, right? Mm -hmm. Being real creepy. Mm -hmm. Just being a real creepy motherfucker, this Mm -hmm. guy. Uh, Nicolas Cage, he, he comes up behind him. And he just grabs him by the head, starts oh. smashing his head against the wall of the plane. And he's like, don't treat women like that. <laughs> Which was I mean, you gotta be direct with people like that, I suppose. Perfectly Nicolas Cage-esque. Okay, let's move on. Are you sure you don't have any more one-liners? Uh, I do. Oh, I do. I have a couple more. All right, just get it um, out of the way. Just no, no, no. It. It'll, it'll all work them in as we as we finish up how this movie ends. Okay. Because <laughs> they take off from the Lerner airfield with a car dragging behind them, and Cyrus the Virus decides that there's a traitor in their midst. Oh, yes. And uh, so they kind of they sniff out freaking Nicolas Cage and his buddy, basically, and his buddy kind of takes the fall. He's like, I'm the one that did it. He gets shot in the gut, and Nicolas Cage... He's like, ah, oh, you're going to be okay. And he's like, oh, I can only think that there ain't no God, that he, that he don't exist. And Nicolas Cage is like, I'm going to show you that he does exist. And then he just freaking takes out all of the, the guys on his way to the cockpit to take back over the plane. And I think one of the one of the dudes like breaks a bottle and calls him a little bitch boy. <laughs> yeah, that happened. I do remember that. <laughs> Which made me laugh a lot. Uh, but then he gets to the cockpit and he takes over the plane back from a, a swamp thing. Swamp thing, yeah, that's yeah. right. And then they're running out of gas, though, and they need to make an emergency crash landing in the middle of the Las Vegas Strip. And that's just a freaking, that's a setting for a, for a climax. I just realized that we need to back up a bit because we have not what? talked about the Fed guys at all. Nah, and they're, they're just dumbasses, really. They are, but... Except for Larkin. Well, except for Larkin, yes. But my point is, we do need to kind of talk about them because they do have a few key moments where they could have fixed everything, but they kept bumping heads. All right, bear with me here. So we have Larkin, right? He's Mm -hmm. our good guy. He's our... He's the guy that has the information, but nobody believes him. Yeah, freaking who's the the black cop in uh, Die Hard? Uh, What was his name? Anyways, but yeah, he's... he's, um, He's McLe- he's McCain's McLean's McLean's buddy. Yeah, yeah, McCain. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 the buddy who believes that there's a good guy and an ally in the building slash plane. But all the higher ups are they they aren't having any of it. Are so the you're, higher you're just, ups? I can't tell. Anyways, so you're so, just drawing a parallel between those two. Yeah, because it it happens very similarly. Where then there's the other side where it's the DEA and they're trying to take over and do all this other stuff. And they've got all of the actual resources that could have stopped a lot of this from happening if they just listened to Larkin. Mm-hmm. But they don't, obviously. The part that gets me the most is Larkin has damning proof 
that they took the transponder out of the plane and they need to go to the learner airfield. And freaking Cole Meany, the dude with the nice car, is like, ah, screw this guy. He doesn't know what he's talking about at all. We're going to follow this transponder. Yeah, and then when he's proven wrong, it doesn't get brought up, really. They're just like, wow, shoot, we got to turn around quick. Yeah. Ah, we knew it all along (laughs) or something. Yeah. And then the the second part was when they're flying over that canyon-ish area right before Las Vegas, and they have the chance to shoot down the plane full of convicts in it. Mm -hmm. Larkin keeps getting in the way because he wants to save... Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Cameron Poe, by the way, is that, his name. Yeah, that, that was the character. I don't. Name. I think this is the first time that we've actually said his name. We've yeah, just been calling I, him Nicholas Cage. Well, yeah, he, that's what he is, I guess. <laughs> that's now he's not Cameron Poe. <laughs> that is a great name, though. I like it. Yeah, I am actually on the side that they should have blown up the plane. What? You heartless bastard. I maybe so, but there are a whole. Nicholas Cage just wanted to get back to his family. Sure. But, I mean... Who are you to judge the value of a human life? Uh, the person who saw all the people probably that's, die in the Las, that's Las what, Vegas Strip. That's what Larkin said. I guess. Oh, that reminds me. Um, actually, I'll, I'll say that at the end. <laughs> There's a lot of things you want to say at the end. It's Don't just worry. some fun facts that I dug up on Wikipedia. Anyways, I'll get there. But basically, this DEA guy keeps screwing it up, and he keeps shooting at the plane. The plane then goes down because their engines are shot and there's no fuel left in them and everything like that mm-hmm. they should have just continued to shoot down the plane i i know it's not a good thing we don't trade lives captain yeah we do That's... they they literally did in the next movie by the way in in the next movie uh, of of you're you're quoting yeah uh avengers what live what are you talking about they they traded spoilers for freaking infinity avengers. war and uh endgame endgame uh they they traded tony stark well, no, he made that choice. Yeah, Captain America did the same thing in the first Avenger to save everybody. Yeah, and then they Vision that also up. made that choice. Yeah. So who's the point is that you don't sacrifice somebody's else's somebody else's life to save hundreds of people. It's like the trolley problem. You know the trolley problem. I do know the trolley problem yeah. now because <laughs> we're watching the Good Place. Yeah. Well, we're getting way off track here. We are. I know. I'm sorry. Should we it's get just... into the trolley problem, though? Well, we're... You know what? Sure. Well, real quick, because why not? No, let's not, because there's no actual answer to it. It's just a thought experiment. Okay. Uh, quick summary. Kill one person, kill five. Which one do you choose? <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely oversimplifying it. It really is, but that's the trolley problem. There's a trolley on a track ah, that's gotcha. going to run over five people, or you can switch the track... To a different track to save those five people but there's one person on the other track that you'll kill yes so you can do nothing and those five people will die or you will consciously make the decision to kill that other person that's the trolley problem the point is <laughs> you don't knowingly sacrifice an innocent person's life because they didn't know that they were going to have to make that emergency uh landing on the las vegas strip probably not but i think after shooting the freaking engines that much they probably could have guessed i mean Mm. ideally they shouldn't have shot the plane at all and then it could have made it to the actual airport yeah but but the dea agents being such a dick that he went and shot it all anyway and then he starts blaming the larkin guy Mm -hmm. for not being able to make it to the freaking airport my point is i hate that other guy (laughs) (laughs) 
I hate him so much. I'm right there with you. Uh, so anyway, they crash land on the Vegas Strip. Lots of explosions, lots of action, very big budget shit. Oh, right? yes. What's going on here? This and is, uh, presumably at least, I don't know, we'll say one dozen people maybe died. Maybe. We there know were... at least one person dies. We do? Yeah, because the plane crashes, the cops show up, they go in to search the cockpit of the plane, oh. and they just see Danny Trejo hanging there in his handcuffs, and they're just like, yeah, this one's dead. <laughs> and then they carry the body away. But one of his arms is still hanging there in the in the handcuffs. <laughs> that now, was good. That was well framed. <laughs> that was one of the one-liners that, uh, that I wanted to bring up. That uh, was just super funny. Was it you that told me there, there was... Oh, wait, it was during the Predator episode where you, you were telling me that Danny Trejo purposefully signs contracts where he has to die. Yeah. And he's always a bad guy? He likes playing bad guys in movies that die to, like, teach kids that being bad is bad, I guess. <laughs> but, yes, that is a thing. So, if you ever watch a Danny Trejo movie where he's the villain, just kind of expect then he will. Did he die in Iron Man 2? He wasn't in Iron Man 2. You're thinking of uh, Mickey Rourke. I am thinking of Mickey Rourke. Uh, but Mickey Rourke does die in okay. Iron Man 2. Spoiler alert for Iron Man 2. He self-destructs. And he's like, ha, 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 you lose. And then he poof, explodes. Anyway. I wasn't sure what accent you were doing there for a second. So, and I thought I had not seen that movie or something. So Cyrus and Diamond Dog try to make an escape on the back of a fire truck, right? But Nicolas Cage and John Cusack, they pursue them on freaking motorcycles. Oh, yeah. They have that buddy moment where they yeah. both get on the bike at the same time and look at each other like, you going to stop me? Which was awesome. That was perfect. I loved it. And then there was <laughs> Very a 90s. big highway chase. There was a fight on the back of a fire truck. And then Nicolas Cage. Did he have a final one-liner? I don't mm, remember. Yes. It, I guess technically. It's just like uh, something about you're not going to see my daughter oh yeah because he cyrus had said something about his daughter he was gonna kill his daughter and the last thing she was gonna smell was his stinking breath yeah and then he's like such a john malkovich thing to say but kind of gross <laughs> uh and then so, yeah. he and then he handcuffs him to the the ladder that goes up and is like buckle up or something like that mm. right and then he gets his head crushed well, first he lands on telephone wires and gets electrocuted. And then he gets his head crushed. Which he definitely should have died from previously before he got his head crushed. And I'm yeah. pretty sure he crawled into the head crusher thing. He did? <laughs> well, he like fell into like where that was and he like kind of tried to get up and he just sort of mm -hmm. laid down and then he looks up and the thing's about to crush him. Yeah. I mean, I guess you just got electrocuted so your brain's not exactly working well, but still, come on. That's a good, uh, good villain death, I would say, for him. Sure. I don't know. Okay, uh, so that's basically the end. We get the line from Nicolas Cage where he's talking to Larkin, and he says, just so you know, Larkin, there are now three men that I trust. And Larkin responds with, am I one of them? <laughs> I mean, it's a valid question. <laughs> you got to clarify. I think you could have picked that up from context, but I really liked that you line. You don't know. This guy's clearly insane at this point. He just took on a whole playing a convicts nicholas cage yeah that's true in a wife beater and a mullet that's the way that you did it in the 90s i guess so okay and then we get a big reunion 
of his wife and daughter. A big reunion. He gets it was to, a medium reunion. He get, no, the song comes back, dude. Oh, and it's like, yeah, how whatever. do I live without you? That was terrible. That but was. Off key and everything. I sang it off key intentionally to uh, avoid copyright strikes. Oh, uh-huh. so, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well done, then. Anyway, great song, great movie, great action, great Nicolas Cage, great balls of fire. You know what was good? was um mm, the like monologue or the quote that steve buscemi had where he talked about insane insane we should have talked about him more i know we he should've. wasn't in this much but still and yeah dude i wanted to bring up how confusing his character is to me because we're told he's like this vicious monster and we and don't see him do any of it anything ever he's just a very very calm level-headed reasonable person throughout the entire movie and he drops some like actual pearls of wisdom yeah and then he has like the chance to kill that one little girl he doesn't he doesn't and then he like sings jesus loves you or something you got the whole world in your hands yeah that one yeah yeah the line what is the point of his character he's he's literally there to do nothing he has no point no he's just there to like kind of drop some faux philosophical any one of the other characters could have done that on there no, because that's like his shtick. I mean, like not as well as Steve Buscemi, sure, but you can't deny that his the existence of the extra character there as Steve Buscemi. No point. No point mm-hmm. in putting a whole new person there for that. Especially if you're going to make him out to, to be this big bad guy and then he doesn't do anything. And yet a lot of what he did I liked because um he kind of like diagnoses all of the the other people's insanity basically yeah like the guy who says oh he's uh he's just in a constant rage because he was either hugged too much by his mother or not enough and if there's even the littlest bit of levity then it physically pains him and he just has to like stir up some trouble basically. and then he points out to the the other guy is uh what was it something about who's insane and whether or not you're, oh. you consider insanity to oh, be dude. yeah it's when he comes up from from killing uh the guy we the were, guy yeah the rage guy and uh steve buscemi notices and he says oh two went down only one came up and uh nicholas cage is like hey i had to he didn't give me a choice and he said most killings are done from necessity and not by uh by want actually but then he goes off on some crazy shit about how he uh, drove through three states with a decapitated head on top of his head. Yeah, so. we don't get a full explanation of his character at all. Mm-mm. And there's no payoff. Why Why was he there? Yeah, except for that, is he supposed to be a protagonist? I mean, he doesn't get any comeuppance at the end. He doesn't fact, get he... anything. It's almost like his character was written to do something big and then they wrote it out at the last minute. Yeah. Why don't you uh, give your final review of this movie? Okay, two out of five. There you, you, have, go. you have anything else to say? Nah, just wasn't my kind of movie. Nicolas Cage saves it from being a one. <sighs> what about John Malkovich? Oh, sorry, yes. John John Malkovich and Nick And Cage. Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah. They, Save they it saved from it. Being a one. Perfect. Mm, okay. I, well, okay, hold on then. You know what? John Malkovich saves it from being a one. Nicolas <gasps> Cage almost brings it back down to a one <laughs> no he just doesn't necessarily <laughs> he doesn't move, add yeah, or he, he doesn't move the scale all right well my final review is i actually wrote this 
down after the movie was over. Oh, good. Regale I, us with your monologue, Michael. I said that this movie is camp perfected. Everything from the cinematography to the acting to the music sets a consistent tone and it never strays from that. No moment gets too heavy or serious to, stract, to distract from the fun ride that is Con Air. Four out of five. Four? Absolutely. I love this movie. Four. <laughs> yes. Dude, go back and watch it. Everything that is done in this movie is absolutely intentional. I won't disagree, but that doesn't necessarily make it a four out of five. It is when it's Con Air, though. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same reason that I love the Fast and Furious movies. And I'll always come back to that because some people don't understand that it's over the top and it's better that way. I won't disagree that over the top can be better. I don't know if this was over the top enough to be that, though. But it had it its is. moments. Dude, just like his. Maybe, his maybe wife, it's because it's the 90s and his, I wasn't. His wife yeah, and daughter were like incredibly perfectly wholesome to the point that no person in ever anybody is that perfect all right Mr. but because Sinical, calm down but because it's this movie then it is that perfect and the freaking music the like the electric guitars during the action sequences the freaking leanne rhymes song that is at the beginning and then it comes back at the end to resolve everything it's what, all what, just so perfect what was that other song that kept that played twice oh um mm, Leonard Skinner, Sweet Home Alabama. That was it. Because yeah. he's he's from Alabama, isn't he? No. Texas. Texas. He's a Texas boy. Okay. Never, yeah. Yeah, never mind. I, I could have sworn they said someone was from Alabama, but maybe I was just reading the text from the captions <laughs> when they were singing Sweet Home Alabama. Okay. I want to mention Con Air was nominated for Best Original Song for How Do I Live? Uh, at oh, that's the, right. You were saying this this song was actually written for this movie. Yes, at the uh, Academy Awards. Who who wrote it again? Uh, yeah, I know you just Le said it. Leanne Rhymes. Well, she performed it. I don't know if she wrote it. But, okay. uh, yeah, but it did who? not win the Oscar because, unfortunately, it was going up against Titanic. Ooh, yeah. My, no. my heart will go on. Yeah, that, that'll... Uh... However... It did win the Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Reckless Disregard for Human Life and Public Property. Okay, you know what? Yes, I will agree with that 100%. <laughs> Which is awesome. Apparently, it was also nominated for Worst Original Song at the Golden Raspberries. <laughs> did it win that for one? For the same song. No, I don't think it won that one. Oh. But that's just so weird how it could be nominated for the best original song and the worst original song. I don't think at that's two different weird at all. Shows. I think that's some people that really wanted to push it up there, mm. and then they were like, it's really not, though. But if you're going to give me cash... It's like freaking Let It Go from Frozen. It uh, was huge. Everybody loved it until everybody hated it because they just heard it too many times. I don't know if that's the same. Because this that song, it held the record... Uh, for the most time in the Billboard Hot 100's top five at a consecutive 25 weeks and held that record for 19 years wow. until it was broken in early 2017 by Chainsmokers' song Closer. 
which don't goes, think I've baby, heard. hold me closer in the backseat of your rover. Oh, I remember that song. Yeah. That broke it? Yeah. I really have just lost all faith in humanity. <laughs> just gone. So, yeah, that's why I can't believe that you had never heard this song before. I'm not really a music guy either. Mm, you know, I'm starting to realize I don't belong in this podcast. <laughs> of course you do. You are a, a, a important demographic. Yes. People want to hear your opinion. Yes, I am. I'm the person that you get to talk to about all this stuff. Yes. <laughs> and you're 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 totally up for doing that, which I appreciate. Okay, what's up next? Our what next, is up next segment. Yeah, what is our next segment? Because okay, we gave our reviews. Do we do the mail segment first, or do we do the pick the next movie? It's the mail segment first, because pick the next movie is always right before the end. Okay. So, mail segment. Mail segment. Let me check our Gmail account. And if you would like to email us, actually, yeah, well, I'll say it now and you can say it again at the end. Okay. If you'd like to email us, you can email us, email email us mm-hmm. at mostlymoviespod at gmail.com. We don't have any emails, though. I didn't think we would. We don't usually. We never do. No. Nope. No one ever sends us email. Uh, Are you sure there's nothing, like, in the junk folder? Uh, yeah. Nothing even from, like, Apple or? Yep. Nothing? Pretty sure. Nothing on Facebook. Our Facebook page is the Mostly Movies Podcast. And Twitter, nothing new from Twitter. Nothing new on the Twitter sphere. Nothing new. Nothing new under the sun. But, uh... Well... There's always next week. There is always next week. Okay, let's... Well, we have to to fill the segment with something, Michael. We do? Yes. Oh, okay. What do we fill it with? Well, I've got a a couple options (gasps) for you. What? cream cheese if you'd like i don't have any but we could go get some and then just fill this segment with cream cheese yes okay is that what you want to do let's do that or just put in like a cream cheese commercial right here i can't do that and then we'll come back (laughs) you know i can't do that That, well then just let's make up a a cream cheese commercial Ooh, that's a great idea improv i like that actually okay you're you're the spokesman (laughs) oh wait all right We'll make it one of those infomercials, like... <laughs> oh, gee, Dad! I got this bagel out of the toaster, and I don't have anything to put on it! Well, gee, son! Here, try some Philadelphia cream cheese! It comes right out of the little tube, right nice! Wow! Let me squeeze it! Oh, Timmy, you done it all wrong! Mm. That's toothpaste! Ah, <laughs> uh, that... What yummy, yummy spread... Philadelphia. Wait, why is it an actual name brand cream cheese? That That's a good question. Philadelphia probably... cream cheese, the spread that does not taste like toothpaste. <laughs> Buy it today. Okay. And, and then it cuts to like, have you ever had trouble spreading cream cheese before? Buy our new cream cheese spreader. <laughs> Only four ninety nine. If you call now, absolutely free. No, it's four ninety nine. Oh, four four ninety nine. If you call now, normally it's ten ninety nine. But it's a great deal. Lim- okay, uh, now we get to pick the next film that we will review. You always say it so dramatically, but it's really not all that dramatic. Everybody's so excited for this segment. Is it? This are, is. Are we? 
This is my favorite segment. <laughs> okay. Because I get to get excited about what we're going to do next Whose week. Whose turn is it? I always forget. Uh, Does it go you, me, Listener's Choice Poll? Well, see, or that's me, the thing. You? I always forget. Okay, let's back up. I think it should be me, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Because this next episode will be released on... Do remember that your Halloween one, you you get your choice of freaking horror film mm-hmm. that you're going to subject me to. Yes. Yeah. I'm aware. Okay. I'm <laughs> just <laughs> making sure you remember the deal because mm-hmm. this is the only one you get. And over this next month, I will be in deep thought pondering exactly what movie I will subject you to. I'm so excited. I need to pick the perfect one because I only get one per year. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. <laughs> This, okay, so this episode that we're recording now is going to release on the 17th, correct? Yes, because the last one aired on the 3rd. So the 17th will be the next one, and then the one after that is going to be the Halloween, which means the one that we announce now will be our Halloween episode. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so wait, then I get the, well, then I can't choose. Unless you want to choose the horror movie. Well, no, I can't. That's the whole point. You get to have your pick. Oh, no, that means I have to choose now. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> you weren't prepared, were you? No, I'm completely unprepared. There were, there have been some that I've thought might be appealing. Well, I guess I have to go by uh, what we pull out of the hat, and I'll have to pick a movie with that actor. Um, or if at all possible uh, i'll try not necessarily because the the whole point of the deal was that you got to pick Mm -hmm. which movie you wanted like all rules aside you just got to pick right so we can screw the rules without having the consequence of me also getting to screw the rules okay um wow this is gonna be tough then dude I, I will have no say in this. You get to subject me to whichever movie that you feel you want to watch okay. for our Halloween movie. Let me just make a quick look-see through here. You, you had freaking all year to figure this out. I know, and there have been some, but it's just slipping my mind which ones they were. You didn't write it down? Mm, not really, no. Um, go back to eating some cheaters. I'm then. so... I remember there was one that I said, this one was so bad that I might just have to pick it for our... I feel like you've said that about a few movies. Uh, oh, it was The Forest. The Forest? Yeah, with um, Natalie Dormer. Really? Yeah, she goes to the suicide forest in, in Japan. I don't remember you talking about this at all. It was during that big movie marathon that I had that one weekend where I watched like eight movies. Oh, uh, there's that. We could do Before I Wake, which is one that I watched. It's a Netflix original. Um, I just watched it for the first time a couple weeks ago. That one, you could definitely handle. It's it's okay. PG-13. Don't worry about what I can handle. Think well, about what you would actually just want to watch that if you heard someone else say they'd never seen it, you would be like... <gasps> Up to you, man. This one's on you. You get to have full control on this one. See, the question is, do I pick one that I've seen? You you want something that's like classic? Not necessarily. What? Again, this is all on you. This is what you want to watch for Halloween. But I don't want you to be like angry. 
I'm going to be angry. <laughs> yeah, but that's not going to make for a fun... Uh... I mean, unless you pick, like, Mel Brooks's Dracula or something, I'm not going to really enjoy my time there. Like Dracula dead and loving it? Is that what it is? Yeah. I, I just that know one? that he wrote a Dracula movie. With uh, Leslie Nielsen? Oh, is that him? Yeah. <gasps> I do like him. I, I I watched Airplane for the first time not that long ago. Oh, it was, yeah. He, oh, man, he's great. He is great. I, I, miss, I miss his stuff. Hmm. Man, this is tough. I've never seen The Lost Boys. Which is like a 1980s vampire movie. Oh, wait. I've seen that one. You've seen The Lost Boys? Hannah made me watch it. Oh. <laughs> that that one's actually all right. Really? I like that one, kind of. How about Mandy? What's that? That's a Nicolas Cage. <laughs> uh, his wife gets like kidnapped by devil worshippers or something, and he goes and kills all of them. That sounds a lot like... Uh... Is drive angry drive angry exactly yeah. like that yeah except for in that one he escapes out of hell and then he goes and kills everybody oh, okay so opposite mm, how about maybe it's a sequel yeah <laughs> why am i thinking of like all nicholas cage movies well we did just watch a nicholas cage movie so that's, that's probably why. true that's true oh you know what's a really good one is what? the uninvited i think that one's really underrated it's got Emily Browning uh, from Sucker Punch fame. You know her? Mm, um, not off the top of my head. Anyway, that one, that one's really good. Have you ever seen The Sixth Sense? No. <laughs> that look. <laughs> You've never seen The Sixth Sense. I think we may have to do a Shyamalan movie, actually. <laughs> uh, so there's The Sixth Sense. You know, we never signs. finished that Shyamalan show. Yeah, yeah. I know. I kind of wanted to finish that actually someday. Well, you Is it still? It, wh- still where do we it. find that? Was it a Netflix one? It's Hulu, I think. Hulu. Dang yeah. it. Okay. Wayward Pines. Um, have you seen The Visit? No. That's one of his more recent ones. Or Split. I've seen which Split. Is really good. You I saw that one? I didn't care for it. Okay. It was it was good, mind you. I just didn't care for it. <laughs> uh, the Village. Don't think so. Lady in the Water. <laughs> Weirdly enough, yes, I have seen yeah. that one. Okay. That one is the worst. In my opinion, that's the worst movie that, that <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan has ever made. Sorry, I'm scrolling through. Another friend invited me over for Halloween movies. I'm just going through the list of ones that he was trying to get me to see. Ooh, name some. Odd Thomas, Never Hansel and Gretel, it. Witch Hunters. Never seen it. Don't recommend that one. It's, I mean, <laughs> it's B-grade movie funsies, but, you know, whatever, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> just don't do it. Van Helsing with uh John John John. No, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yeah, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> John John John. <gasps> yeah, John John. You know what we should watch? What? Speaking of John John, John Tron, uh The Howling Two <laughs> were- Werewolf Bitch or whatever. No, your your sister is a werewolf. Not yeah. no. <laughs> no, that's what it was called originally. Oh, really? Wasn't it called like Werewolf Bitch? Oh, maybe it was. I I'm don't pretty remember. sure that's what it was called. <laughs> We've both seen enough of that, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And we would just be resuscitating or whatever. Resuscitating? What we, re- regurgitating. Regurgitating. That's what I meant. Yeah. What we heard, JonTron. If I leave um, this in, definitely go look up JonTron on YouTube and find his movie review of The Howling 2, Your Sister is a Werewolf. Yeah, it's certainly worth it. Definitely something special. I'm going to say that we are going to watch the 2000 
drama mystery film, What Lies Beneath, starring Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer. Or Disturbia. (laughs) Disturbia is a good one. All right. In case I've left any of this in, I'm just going to cut right now to his decision. Here it is. Okay, I've made my decision, Brian. Oh, good. Finally, about time. The movie that we will be watching on Halloween night. Disclaimer, we will not actually be watching it on Halloween night. No, we'll just be posting very close to Halloween. It's going to air. It will air on Halloween night. Well, on like... Very, very close to Halloween. No, it's, it's... It'll... Halloween is on a Thursday. That is when the episode will be available to listen to on Thursday morning. You'll be listening to this episode on Halloween, and that movie is the Kevin Bacon classic, Stir of Echoes. So, look forward to that, you guys. I mean, I'm telling you, that's one to watch or listen to on Halloween with your family. (laughs) Uh, So, anyway, tune in on Halloween night for... Uh, or Halloween morning, just on Halloween for Stir of Echoes. And uh, yeah, that's all she wrote. Hooray. You want to hit him with the socials one more time before we peace out? Sure. If you would like to contact us and send us some delicious mail, uh, you can reach us at mostlymoviespod at gmail.com. Send us a random story. It can be made up or question anything you can contact tell us why you love this show (laughs) or why you hate it or why you hate this show yeah anything anything at all or you can contact us via twitter and our handle is at mostly movies pod yeah there you go go. mostly movies pod (laughs) and we also have a facebook page the mostly movies podcast that is correct any one of those three versions of communication would be great and to those who actually know us, physical mail is appreciated as well. Do it! Do it now! Please. I'm, I'm really banking on that happening someday, because I think it would be fun. All right. You made a face like you maybe changed your mind what movie you were going to watch. I'm thinking I there's another one that's really good. <laughs> that. I, <laughs> but it's okay. We're watching Stir of Echoes. Okay. I'm just going to say that there was another movie written and directed by the same person called Secret Window starring Johnny Depp, that was also intriguing and good movie. Okay. But Stir of Echoes, that's the one. Okay. Are you sure? <laughs> okay, yeah. You're locked in? Yeah. Okay. We need one more one-liner for the road. Uh, Nicholas Cage is a national treasure. <laughs> oh, I like it. I didn't. I, I can't take credit for that one. Oh, okay. I don't know who's that, but I've heard that so many times. One last crunch for the road. Get get something sure. to crunch. Okay. Oh, yeah, listen to that. That's some good crunchage right there. Count your blessings, because even though an owl can turn their head all the way around, you can move your eyes.
right? What does that mean? O- owls can't move their eyes. They can't? No, that's why their head turns so much. It's to compensate for the fact that they can't move their eyes. Oh. I think. Hey, Google. <laughs> Can owls move their eyes? Here's a summary from the website mcgill.ca. They have eye tubes or cylinders, rod-shaped eyes that do not move in their sockets as eyeballs do. Instead, owls have to move their bodies or heads in order to look around. But owls huh. have small skulls, so their big eyes couldn't expand out. To find out more, look for the Okay, Google. Stop talking, please. <laughs> and there you go. The more you know. At this point, this might as well be a segment where we ask Google stuff. <laughs> we do it so often. That's true. What did we learn about fish last time? Uh, something about their gills. You know what? I was listening yeah, to it last true. time, and I don't think we learned anything. Because what Google told us and what we got out of it were two very different things. <laughs> okay, that's uh, that's it, I think. Yep. Good goodbye. night, everybody. <laughs>